time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Hey guys, welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. I got co-host, Bryant Falconer, in the studio with us today. How you doing today, Bryant? Hey man, as usual, doing good, doing good. Always, man. So let's talk about what we're smoking right out the gate. Hey, go ahead. Tell me what you got. Hey, I got a Hoya Silver. Man, I've been smoking a lot of those. Bruh. Dude, those are fantastic. Hey, this is a great smoke, man. Everything from the appearance on down, man. That cold draw was perfect. I could taste a little peanut in it. And then I lit this thing up, man. It's just like I'm getting hit with and everything. That, and that's like a six by 46 box yeah. press yes sir soft box press yes, yeah sir. and it really smokes good oh, man perfect and the aroma is just like i know i let deborah have one of those and she was like wow yes what? sir yes it is just open your mind up seriously guys i'm tasting a lot of uh cocoa and uh it's nutty man but when you retrohale it's it's more peppery so it's just like all three of them i'm still in Boom. the first and third I'll, and i'll tell you what it's like an explosion of flavors all, all the, the way, way through. through even with the cold draw I was like, God, I was like, man, this has got a lot of flavors in it, bruh. Come on, man, I love this. So, yeah, that's a great stick. And then I'm smoking a new one. It's Big Sky, and this Mm -hmm. is the Maduro Torpedo. This came in the Luxury Cigar Club box. Yes, it did. And I tell you what, this is a great smoke. I love the wrapper on it. It's Uh a Maduro, which we're going to be talking about Maduros here today. Yes, sir. The draw on it is perfect. I really liked what they've done with the band. It's that, like, navy royal blue Mm -hmm. and then silver lettering with the mountains in the background. This company is actually, I believe, out of Montana. Montana. They've really done a good job with this cigar. Yeah, and I, I haven't got mine yet. Oh, you haven't smoked, smoked it yet? No, so I'm going to listen to what you say. I really like yeah. it. Right now, right off the bat, it's just a little bit of hint of sweetness okay. and a little cocoa. Okay. But, I mean, I'm literally, what, maybe two puffs in. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, let you know a little bit later on. And we know how your puffs are. <laughs> right? <laughs> they don't last long. No, sir. No, sir. Have you smoked anything new over the last week? I really haven't. And I was in Lubbock today, and I didn't even get a chance to go oh. yeah because i was everything was business today so i didn't get a chance i actually planned to go there to the uh, uh what's the name to good the karma to the car good karma but it was just like everything happened so fast by the time i got done doing my work it was four o'clock and i was like oh it'll be after six by the go. time i get back to yeah. Abilene. so i just rolled on out man see i've never gone to lubbock and not gone by the shops i couldn't help it i, I understand to- <laughs> you were pressed for time yes, but see, sir. i schedule my work around that (laughs) and it's like you know i gotta go and get my work done and then either i'm gonna be leaving lubbock in time to go by Uh or that's where i go for my lunch okay you know what i mean and because lots of times whenever i know i'm gonna be leaving late i'll go have my lunch i'll pick up a drink Okay. Go by there and sit on their sofa and smoke a we'll cigar and then go back to work. You see, my lunch today was a, it was an entertainment thing. It was a few of us together. So it was, I didn't have an opportunity to leave. I and get go you. Over well, there, you so. should have taken everybody to the cigar shop. Yeah. That would have been a winner. Yeah. But some people are not, you know, you got to convert them, brother. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. Just so everybody knows tonight, we're drinking a little bit of uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Trace. 
Uh, ah. Big boy over here is ah. drinking out of a mug, and I'm drinking right out of the bottle. Well, let's talk about our sponsor right quick before we continue. Bring them up. We've got McAuliffe Cigars. Dude, are we blessed to have McAuliffe? It is more than a blessing. It's one of those situations where you're like, how did I get this lucky? Right. I mean, these guys are fantastic. Oh, I mean, they have a huge line of cigars. And all I think now they're up to 15 different cigars in their line. And the 10 that I've tried have been outstanding absolutely and i i want to say that out of the 15 they have uh-huh. i've smoked about 10 or 11 yeah i'm working on the whole line <laughs> but right now i'm kind of hung up on that uh oh, the medallia dude yeah. that corona extra medallia i'm not gonna lie i've had three of them today every time i see you you have one i don't it may not be the first smoke, but somewhere in there, you're going to have a Dude, medallion. Today, in your I had three. And every time uh, Paul would come in there, he'd be like, hey, what are you smoking now? And he, I would show him. He's like, you're smoking another one of those? And I was like, Dude, I can't get enough, enough of them. them. Yeah. And I was, and Ed, he smoked two of them today. Okay. And then wow. we're just, yeah, we're just sitting there going, man, I don't know of a better cigar. That one is a star in their lineup. Man, and I tell you what I love about it is it's a great medium. Mm-hmm profiled cigar but it is exploding with complexity from beginning to, to end. end that's what i was getting ready to say because throughout the entire stick it's exploding you well you know different... and, the, and me and ed were talking about uh-huh. today and it was like the first two-thirds uh-huh. you're thinking man this has got all these great flavors and then on the third third you're like, like holy where crap did, where did that, that come, come yeah. from <laughs> it just got better yes sir. you know what i mean yes, it's sir. like i don't even know how that's possible yes sir. yes sir i think it just comes down to quality and geniuses at blending yes sir i mean you know and i used to be all about the big powerful smokes mm-hmm. and all the big bold flavors and i still like those from time to time but when it comes to complexity oh, and your palate starts dude, to change just yeah, a bit, yeah yeah they really knock yeah, that one out yeah. of the park it's just like blanco said it's it's about the blender yeah. when you understand what you're putting together and you you have a a, a vision of what you want out of it they hit a home run with well, this and one, you know bro. i think talking about blenders uh-huh. for a minute you know i think that's why a lot of blenders had a lot of success early mm-hmm. like the beginners mm-hmm. because basically they went down to nicaragua or honduras and they basically blended a pepper bomb and people were like holy crap this is great you know and 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 i enjoyed a lot of those but then when you mature your palate and you start enjoying the intricate blends Mm -hmm. now it's not about your gringo that goes down there and blends a pepper bomb it's about someone who actually knows what they're doing to create a complex profile blending those those leaves together to create a profile that hits a palate to the point where you start to taste certain things you start to understand certain things about the blend and understanding that hey man it's not about the pepper bomb right. it's not about getting hit hard it's about un- sitting back enjoying a stick and really enjoying a stick absolutely man, like i said in the beginning it was all uh about the smoke but as i grew i was like man these things started to taste great right i started tasting different things i'm like is that peanut and you know the <laughs> thing about it is too is when you are at that stage of oh, your smoking where you like the pepper bombs yeah you have a ton of cigars to choose from Tell because a lot of them are just that simple Mm -hmm. pepper bomb and you know i look back at my uh experience and the growth stages that i've been in and it's like at first i was the six by 60 
Because <laughs> I thought it looked cool. Yeah, El President. Right. And, you know, well, no, I was the boss, <laughs> you know. And you know me, I look yeah, like a boss, yeah. right? So, and then from there, it, it became, I didn't enjoy smoking what was back then, uh-huh. which is crap. Yeah. And so I stepped up to a little bit better than crap. You grew. I grew a little yeah. bit. And then... I tried a pepper bomb, and After I was that. yeah, and I was like, "Holy crap! This is what a cigar is supposed yes. to taste like." Because it just knocked me for a yes. loop. And so then I was like, "This is a cigar." cigar. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, I was like, "Okay, I don't like the six by sixty anymore. I want a more tolerable size yeah. mm-hmm. because you know that six by sixty is big. That's a smoke, man. Yeah, it, it really is. And I don't enjoy those hardly ever. Yeah. Now I will say, I smoked a, a flathead six sixty not yeah. long ago. Yeah." great smoke when we were back there in the, yeah. at the leaf in the back yeah yeah and so i enjoy those every now and then but that's not really a six mm-hmm. by 60 because it's that box press mm-hmm. so it it kind of narrows how big you have to open your <laughs> mouth to put it in so but anyway but you're uh, a talker so it doesn't matter right. <laughs> but then after that I slowly start, and you know what? One of the biggest drivers was me really expanding my horizons. Mm-hmm. McAuliffe. Yeah. And let me tell you why. Because when they brought in the Grande Bold, Bold Line yes, at the sir. Leaf, yes, sir. so we had the uh, Macafina, mm-hmm. we had the Sumatra, we had the Ligero, we had the Maduro, we had the Connecticut, and I've smoked all of those. And what I loved about that journey was... I was like, wow, that, that's an interesting flavor. And then I'd smoke a different one and be like, oh, that's an interesting flavor. So I credit the McAuliffe line being brought into the leaf to really expand my palate. palate. You yeah. know what I mean? And now that they've brought in the medallia, it's like <laughs> drop the mic. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, I just I started off, as we know, with the Monte Cristo. But my palate grew as I had to because there was certain. Because I was always busting your balls. No, it was actually started before that. And. Like I said, I, I would have to travel either back home to St. Louis or down to uh, Harker Heights, right. Colleen area to get a stick. So it was like I wasn't getting what I was used to, so I had to try different things. And that's when, like, like you said, just your palate starts to grow. It, you notice certain things. You're like, oh, man, that tastes good. And then you try another stick, and you're like, wait a minute, where did that come from? The pepper bombs weren't getting me anymore. Right. So it was like as I grew, and then when I got to the Leaf, and I, and I met you, and your thing with me was like, you know, try this, try this, try this, try this. And the more I tried, the more I understood that there are different blends to it. There are different tastes and understanding that a stick is not just to knock you out. It's to be enjoyed. It's right. to truly be enjoyed. Yeah, right. From oh, beginning man. to end. To, yeah, all the way you, through. And when you find a cigar that you enjoy from beginning Ooh, to on, end, dude, you don't want to let that no, go. You keep going back and going back, like with Larry with that steel horse. Oh, he loves those. <sighs> yeah, and that's can't a great get, smoke. You can't get him out of a steel horse, man. So, But I'll tell you, he also really enjoys those Casa Fernandez, oh, yeah, the Agonor Salif. That's what he had the other day. Yeah. He was just back, he's like, yeah, this, he has about 30 steel horses. At, at yeah, because I turned him on to the Agonor Salif. he's like, now these two, he said, I just don't know which one. But that's the beauty of growing. And so, you know not, what? You know what I got to give him to try now? What's that? Is the medallia. medallia yeah. Dude, Tom Perini came in yesterday. Yeah, you told me. And we went back in the humidor. Uh-huh. And he bought, I think, six medallias on my recommendation. And then he also bought six of his uh, 858s. Mm-hmm. 
So anyway, he's he's got the medallias, and I was like, dude, whoever comes in, they're gonna be like, dude, you know how to treat a guest. <laughs> so anyway, I love it. I love it. All right. So a little bit later in the show, we're gonna have uh, Storm Bowen on the line. Mm-hmm. He is head of the Cigars for Warriors. And I'm sure you guys know about that program. Uh, they donate cigars and send them overseas to servicemen and women that are protecting our rights, protecting the country. Every day. And it's just a great way to give back. So ask your local shop if you guys support the Cigars for mm-hmm. Warriors. And if you're not, listen to the interview, and he tells you how to get in contact and how to basically get the foundation started so that your shop can be a Cigars for Warriors course. supporter. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. So uh, anyway, let's get down to it. We the wanted to business. talk about yeah. Let's get down to business here. We want to talk about Maduros, and a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about Maduros. So this is going to be like a quiz show, mm-hmm. and you're going to be the contestant. Oh, my god! And you're going to, if you get every single question right, you don't get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me, I'm not a all-the-time Maduro man. I know, I know. That's why, that's why I thought it would be fun, because yeah. you're not always a Maduro guy. Yeah, you're going to stump so, me on so, this, man. Well, you're going to stump me. <laughs> but, but you're kind of like that guy who likes a Maduro mm-hmm. from time to time, so you're the perfect guy to educate, because a lot of people out out there don't really That's know true. the ins and out of maduros That's true i smoke a lot of maduros and as i was reading these articles i actually learned a few okay. things but he i do see you smoke like i mean you're smoking a maduro now yes sir so i mean but you know i did give it to him and i'm loving it <laughs> so anyway uh the first question is are maduros stronger cigars no you are correct a lot of people think maduros are stronger because they're darker uh, but you can have a very mild, medium cigar that's yes, a Maduro. Yes, uh, the Maduro wrapper is actually, it becomes darker because of the fermentation process. Mm-hmm. They ferment it a lot longer. Sorry. And so that's why a lot of the leaves that you find as a Maduro are like a Connecticut broadleaf or a Pennsylvania broadleaf because they're a stronger leaf. And so when they put them in the fermentation, they can withstand a, a higher heat, heat. tolerance. Because when you put those in pilones, uh-huh. they actually get really hot. And so you have to rotate them. them. Yeah. But the longer you ferment in them, the darker they become. So that's basically how the Maduro is made. I'm one for nothing. Now. You're one and you're one and oh. One for nothing now. <laughs> so do you know about the different types of Maduros? No, not that I need an education on. All right. So you have like a Colorado Maduro, mm-hmm. which is more your lighter shade. Okay. It's more of a dark natural leaf. Okay. You know, it's it's not like uh, it's not like dark dark brown okay. or black uh-huh. it's it's that that medium dark mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then you have the regular maduro and then you have the maduro maduro which yeah, is also known as the double maduro yes, sir now i know about those and then you have the oscuro yes now that's like if it's black that's what that is yeah. uh did you see that new cigar that came in the v19 no i haven't yet okay that's a cao it's part of the flathead series oh yeah i'll be running to it then it is black okay and paul smoked one yesterday and he said it reminded him of the uh, partagas black cigar okay uh you know what i'm talking about yeah and so but it wasn't as bold. bold okay it was it still had that uh complexity of flavors but it wasn't like over the top punch you in the face type boldness 
So the different leaves that we have for Maduros, I told you already, we have the uh, the broadleaf, which is mainly the Connecticut, and then they also use some of the uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. But then you also have the uh, San Andreas uh, Mexican seed mm. grown. And have you ever smoked San Andreas? Yes, I have. Man, I love those. Yes. Uh, you know, I haven't smoked a lot of those, but a lot of those do have that peppery leathery and that's what i love about them that that peppery leather that that taste where it hits you especially on the retro hail you're like oh yeah it'll really hit you too though if you're not you, careful get your eyes watering. yeah <laughs> so then also and i know you've had these before the uh, brazilian yes sir which is usually like the montafina yeah. those are fantastic you've had the cao brazilian i love the yeah CAO those are good yeah. they're like a, a cocoa sweet uh, they're usually a thick, oily type leaf. I, I enjoy them. I want to say that CAO Amazon Zon was is, that a Brazilian? Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was. Yeah. That's a really good smoke. That's probably know, my favorite you know, Brazilian that's I, leaf. I, that's I smoked that a lot. I actually smoked uh, the leaf out of them at one time. <laughs> yes, you did. And uh, then the finally we have the Habano, yeah. and Habano basically is. Cuban seeds mm-hmm. grown in Nicaragua or Honduras or wherever, but just because it's called Habano Maduro, yeah. that just means it's Cuban mm-hmm. seed. We're getting educated. So the last thing I want to talk about Maduros, and you probably noticed this before, you know it's an oily, thick wrapper. Yes, sir. So because of that, it's also usually a much slower burn. Okay. And that's one of the reasons that I enjoy them, because yeah. you know I'm kind of a fast smoker anyway. Being that it's, <laughs> it burns much slower, you can sit back and enjoy it yes, sir. for a lot longer time. So that's a few things we wanted to share with you about the Maduros. If you have more information that you would like for us to share, shoot us an email and let us know. We'll be happy to talk about that as well. Uh, we'll probably be talking. You know what? Another uh, cigar I wanted to bring up in future episodes is the Sumatra. Yeah. The Sumatra is a cigar that's not talked about a no, lot. sir. But, man, when I smoke one, I remember why I love smoking those. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's an enjoyable smoke. Man. It really is. We are going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll have the interview with Storm. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Thanks for sticking through the break. We have a special guest from Cigars for Warriors, and we have Storm Bowen on the line. How you doing, Mr. Bowen? Good, good, brother. How about you? Hey, man. I'm doing fantastic. We appreciate you taking the time to join us. Uh, we're a big fan of the organization. We do a lot of promoting of your organization. We uh, kind of get on our soapbox for supporting the Warriors, and we also do the uh, Cigar Rights of America. And those two kind of go hand in hand for us because we think they're both super important. Tell us a little bit of background about you uh how did you get into cigars well i got into cigars uh like a lot of guys in the military because there's a lot of phenomenal traditions around smoking a cigar um you got your dining ins and dining outs and then you got combat uh you got deployment uh you have you know special occasions now for me i it really hit me hit home when i was deployed uh i would say really hit hit home with me when i was deployed in iraq during an invasion and primary, a lot of that was, yes, I enjoyed smoking cigars, but it was more is that there was a lot of suicides going on during invasion. And, uh, I, it, you know, I, I couldn't figure out how to, I was trying to think of ways to keep my guys' morales up. And we were getting hit a lot, our team specifically. And so I would, and that may not sound kosher, but I would make my guys smoke a cigar after a pretty bad day. And basically, i take my rank off. They didn't do it for the next two hours. They could say anything they wanted to say. So it was a good morale booster it was a way they could 
you know, let loose, say whatever they wanted. Um, and so that's, for me, that really hit home. And I remember every cigar I smoked uh, during that, that occupation. I, I couldn't tell you what I smoked yesterday, but I can tell you what All I smoked right. back then. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of meetings. And so we, I was talking to a gentleman, as I was telling you earlier, named Ben Edmondson, and we were kind of comparing notes. Now, he was, he's pre, he was in the submarine days, back pre-nuclear days. So he was an old submariner. And it was pretty interesting. We were visiting that a lot of the same feelings and meaning of a, a simple cigar translated over our generations. And, but it, it was all the same. It was, that was what was so unique and neat about it is that he had the same, some of the same experiences I did over something as simple as a cigar. Uh, the camaraderie factors, the enjoyment, the feeling like you're home, the closest thing to bring it home. Um, so, that that was pretty neat, and that's how a lot of this started. And you know, we started helping another gentleman who uh, I, I use that term very loosely because he turned out to be pretty shady. So we decided, you know, the volunteers we collected to start our own organization. I got you. And that's where Cigars for Warriors was was uh, officially formed in May 2012. Now, like I said, we've been doing several months of already, you know, what would become Cigars for Warriors, but we got our, we built our, you know our nonprofit and then we did the, all the paperwork and it became a 501c3 pretty quickly. Um, you know, the good thing about that negative beginning was it, it, it really put into the original seven founders a real strong feeling about transparency, uh, about, you know, being better than some of these military charities you see out there to this day. Uh, so that's always been something very important to us. Didn't matter how big we we're going to grow. We were never going to do certain things. Um, well, and, you know, some go ahead. I think the transparency is paramount for any organization, and to know you guys are helping the warriors uh, by doing what you do and remaining transparent. I mean, that adds so much value, and it makes people want to get behind you. So, hats off for taking the high road. Well, I appreciate that, and it's just, and it's not me. It's it's a whole team effort. It really is. Um, I just have to be happen to be blessed to be running it. But we have an amazing board. Uh, we've always had passionate volunteers, but I would say in 2019, we have passionate and extremely talented volunteers, which, you know, it makes a huge difference, especially when they're very proactive. Um, the volunteer world, a, a good volunteer may only last you 90 days. Right. And so we've had guys who are still with us since the very beginning. No I would kidding. Say, I would say out of the, you know, 400 plus volunteers. We have at least, i say 25, maybe 27 volunteers that were with us since 2012. That's amazing. Which, yeah, it blows my mind away that we do. Um, there's still two of us that are from the original seven still on board, myself and Elaine Divinato. Uh, and then a lot of them have been there pretty much almost since the beginning anyway. So, yeah, we have no salaries, something we're very, very proud of. Now, don't get me wrong. If I could afford to you know, have a couple of administrative assistants to pay them uh, to do some work, I do it in a heartbeat, but in the, the day, we never wanted to be like another Wounded Warriors where someone's getting paid ridiculous amount of money to take care of our troops. And I think people get behind you because they see that's not what it's about. It's actually doing something for the troops that, I mean, as a cigar smoker and someone who takes the time to enjoy a cigar, we want the warriors out there that are, you know, supplying our freedoms to be able to relax and enjoy a cigar. And I think that, I mean, I want to ask you, 
when you see the cigar community, I mean, do you just feel like the cigar community is just such a great community because they want to support the troops? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, one of the things that, you know, the cigars are great for me, but what has always got me hooked is, you know, two things. One is, man, you can study cigars the rest of your life and never learn it all. But two is the whole, as you said, community. The community, it's an amazing community. Um, the support we've gotten has been amazing. I mean, you really got to think about when we, we got our peak years was in 2000, late 2015 and 2016, we were hitting 35, sometimes 40,000 cigars a month. Now that's when I had probably 85% of the cigar manufacturers behind us. Then when the deeming came out in August of 2016, by, you know, our January, 2017, we, we literally was the worst month in our history of CFW. We only shipped out little over 700 cigars. And is that because the law had changed? Yes, because we just lost pretty much all our support. Then you had a lot of bad information being put out that no one could donate cigars, that retailers couldn't donate cigars, and there was a lot, a lot of bad information being put out. Uh, so we had, you know, basically I had to turn a lot of things to different priorities, and now we're back up to seventeen to 25000 a month. Uh, we've had some lower months. We've had some better months. But that's literally coming from, I would say, 70% of that's coming from our donation centers, which are our primary, you know, cigar shops. We have about, you know, 20 non-cigar shops, but everything else is cigar shops. And when they do events or just the regular Joe walks in and donates a cigar, it doesn't matter if it's five or 500 cigars at the end of the month, they all ship it to our, our home location in Florida. And then we have our festivals like Cats Fest. We you know raise almost four thousand cigars. Cigar Fest. We raise almost twenty eight hundred cigars. Wow. We have big clubs like the WHC in Houston, which is just they're not a social media club. They're an actual physical club. And every year they have the month of September where they get a bunch of stores involved. And they do this massive cigar drive. So it's it's what I'm trying to get at. It's the community that has made us survive that deeming. And we're already back up to great numbers. Now, it, it, it may sound sad that we're, we're lost. We're down about half of what we were. But there is a silver lining to that. Is now that we're shipping a lot of coffee with it, video games, more magazines, cutters, lighters. So they're not just getting cigars. They're getting a lot of cigars still, just not as many as they used to get. But they're getting some other stuff, too. They're getting the number two item that most, you know, number two is always – when you do surveys, number two and number three flip-flop all the time. And that's coffee or video games. So I, I just figured it depends where you're at. I got <laughs> if you. If you get a lot of coffee shipped to you, probably don't. it's not important. Uh, if you're lucky enough to have some kind of gaming system, you have, you're probably a lot really important. So we do ship out all that. Now, we tend to ship more coffee than we do video games. But none of it's consistent. So when you see our website, the only thing we're promoting are cigars. Now... We got a few things in it, and it works right now with some gaming communities that want to get on board in a more permanent fashion. So now we're just looking for some coffee companies that want to be on more permanent fashion. Then we can actually promote that within the Cigars for Warriors organization. But I like to tell people that so they don't. It's just not cigars going to our troops. It's getting their number two, three, four favorite items. And then you got great magazines like Cigar Press, Cigar Snob, that are really behind us, supporting us. We got tobacco business, which just recently got behind us 100%. So in a lot of ways, the cigar industry is getting back behind us in a whole different manner than they were in the past, which uh, when you're talking about government activism, which is very, very important, we're working on trying to get that exemption 
where the companies can't go back and donating it. Um, there's a element within Congress that do not believe our military should have cigars at all to the point of even making it illegal for our troops to have it. And even down to having a piss test, see if no way. it could take your system. Yes. Uh, this has been going on for about seven years now. Uh, a couple of times we've been able to get in there and make headway of basically saying some of these guys uh, stop it. But when the FDA was asking, can we have an exemption? They said, absolutely not. In fact, it was done on purpose. And uh, point of fact, I don't believe it was ever done on purpose for this reason, because the deeming all I did was put us underneath that 2009 tobacco policy, which was about cigarettes. Right. Why anybody would think that any cigarette company would donate cigarettes to a charity is beyond me, but that was the whole point of it. So we're working very hard to getting that fixed. So as you said earlier, CRA is very important. IPCPR, which is now, I guess, CPA, I believe. Yes. Uh, and then TPE. Those three elements, we're working very closely now with them. Uh, they finally realized that the Cigars for Warriors element is, a, you know, at the end of the day, the cigar industry doesn't have the big money lob lobbyists like everybody else does. Right, that's true. I finally convinced them that they, you know, hopefully they understand that we got to win the hearts and minds. And when you're talking about the number one requested item by our troops, and we can show that uh, with with physical data that, you know, hopefully that, that should resonate with, with some of these guys. Um, so it's been put in the bill. Uh, Congressman Castor has put the bill out now twice. Um, 15, I believe it's called 1584. And then we're trying to get the Senate to do the same thing in, in the Senate bill in S9. Yeah, the article S9 by Mark Rubio. Right. Mark told me flat out that he was putting the exemption as, but we just learned recently that it's not in there. So we, we probably will have some big conversations pretty soon. Well, good. Anyway, so those are some of the big elements going on. And I, I'm just running my mouth at this point. What kind of questions you got? Well, we appreciate the information. I mean, that's kind of information that is not easily accessible without hearing, excuse me for saying, but coming straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, we like to hear the details of what you guys have going on and we, as a community of cigar smokers can help promote that and actually have a voice to, because a lot of the guys that listen to this show will actually send out letters to their senators and Congress people. So anything that we can do to help, man, we're all on board. Well, well as you you said the one that we're we're trying to we're working with tpe now and cra and uh they are generously donating their their government program where that if you get on our website and again our biggest apology we always make is our website um it's going to be the first time this we're actually going to pay someone to rebuild it um it's been our biggest weakness but hopefully this gentleman who is a you know pretty nice guy's a pastor and he's built usaa so he, he knows what he's doing with that said, is we're going to have it where Rob can get on there, puts his social, his, uh, excuse me, his zip code in there, and then it'll, you know, generate a letter, and that way he can easily send it to his senator and his congressman. Um, we're pretty excited about that because it's something that all our organizations can work together. Uh, we can link it all together where CRA can have the same letter for us as well on their website, TPE and CPA. Um, and I'm excited that they're all finally working together as one unit. Uh, before, it was very divisive. 
Let me ask you this question, Storm. If someone ha- goes to their regular local shop and they're not a supporter of Cigar for Warriors, uh, what's the process on getting that shop set up to be a donation center? I know I'm in Abilene, Texas, and Jay at the Leaf recently uh, became a Cigars for Warrior donation center. And I mean, everybody at our shop just loves it because when you buy cigars, you can donate cigars directly, and then he sends them off every month. Uh, if, if someone has a local shop and they would like to pursue that what steps do they need to take well two things is what we always were you know we look for number one we looking for that volunteer be being an event coordinator an event coordinator is very it's it is the heart and soul what cfw is that event coordinator he or she is going to go and be a representative for that store now in in a perfect world we'd have three for every store just because life gets involved and you know you don't know if that person can stick around for that month or not and it's very easy. They could took as much work or not doing much work. And I bring them up is because a lot of times that's what happens. We get a new event coordinator and he or she will go to that cigar shop, as you said, down in Abilene. And they will say, hey, this is what CFW is about. Here's our paperwork. Here's our what we ask from you. And here's what we're going to do for you. And it's it's very logical what we ask. It's all about one. We want them to come out ahead. We want that company to make a lot of money off of us because frankly they are to get excited about it you know yeah a lot of them are doing it for the patriotism of it but why not make good money i mean that you know america is about capitalism make money while doing a good thing i mean it, you, you, it's a win-win and then we then another big piece element is we do everything with checks and balances there's always going to be that small holes that if someone really wanted to do something bad they could do we've been very blessed um that as far as i know and i'm knocking on wood We've never had anybody uh, pilfer the donations. Now, we've had two different incidents where people who claim to be event coordinators walked into a store and walked out of the donations. Really? Now, both these stores also knew that they're not – an event coordinator should never walk out of a sto- store with the donations. That's the responsibility of the store. That's one of our checks and balances. The manager, owners, the one that ships it to our location. It's in their dime. That's the only thing it costs them now. If you think about it, me and Rob, have you ever walked to a cigar shop and not bought a cigar? Never. You know, you buy that one cigar, that pays for that shipping. So that event coordinator is usually paying for the shipping anyway. But we don't want that event coordinator, him or her, spending money any more than they have to outside of gas and time. That should be really it. Um, We want them to have fun. So, again, we try to look for a win-win. But that's the first way. And once they do that, they're in the system. They get a hold of Melissa. Melissa gets them input it and we get and then it gets put in the system and we're again that's one of our issues is on the website should have that into a built-in system we're hoping within the next four months have it where rob owns a cigar shop rob goes in there puts his information uploads a photo of of the prescribed donation area and then become a donation center that way as well but for now uh you either do it through an event coordinator or you can contact melissa Ford, F-O-R-D, and you can contact her by her email. All our emails are done by first name, followed by a period, followed by their last name, and at cigarsforwarriors.net. So in this case, it would be melissa.ford at cigarsforwarriors.net. So those are the two biggest ways of doing it. Uh, uh, you get to the website, and I'll say contact us, and that'll go to our director of operations, Robert Allen. 
Um, but then the day is going to go to Melissa. That she's she's responsible for that. I can say she's all over your schedule too. By the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, do you have any like events coming up? Some cigar drives coming up? Maybe some people want to uh, participate in that. How would they find out about your events and participate and donate? Um, well, it's a couple of things. Number one, donate. You can donate anytime you want. Either going by a store or literally shipping it directly to our Florida headquarters. Um, or you go to an event, as you just said, we have some major events. We have regular cigar events. Um, I know that, um, uh, we got, you know, the Drew Estate, big Connecticut barn smokers this weekend. So the guys are going to that. That's, uh, one of our big cigar, all the barn smokers, a lot of proceeds go back to us. Drew Estate's been very, very generous with the barn smokers. Uh, originally is designed for education and supporting cigars for warriors. So, we we come out very well as far as cash donations and then we come out pretty well with cigar donations so uh those are just examples uh you know you got your major festivals cats fest cigar fest rocky mountains cigar fest uh the big wing ding down in houston with jorge uh the underground cigar festival there's a lot of great ones that support cigars for warriors at the texas cigar festival um but a, the best way is probably go to our page, uh, Cigars for Warriors, and uh, we, our guys, RJ and a- Abigail Wilcox, they try to promote as many of the events as we get a hold of. The event coordinators are also supposed to go there and, and promote their events that are coming up. Uh, again, it's one of our small failings. We're, not, we're getting better and better at it. But at the end of the day, we're doing, we, we have volunteers who, you know, they have 40-hour-plus jobs. They have families. So I'm pretty proud of the ones we have there. You know, RJ himself, God, he works his ass off in his, his, his private job. He probably puts another 20 hours a week on top of that for Cigars for Warriors. That's awesome. It's crazy when you think about having a home life, having children, having a, a job that you're, you know, you're basically the manager and then turn around and donate all that time. Yeah, it takes a lot of dedication. Yeah, you have Danielle Lombardi who does – you know, on average, 30 plus hours a week. You get Melissa Ford. She does, she manages her own cigar show, assistant manager. And then she has kids. And then she's still putting 20, 25 hours a week. Wow. Robert Allen, our director of operations, who answers every single email. And then he's also one who packages every single box, ships every single cigar. He accepts every single cigar and makes sure they're all good conditions. If they're dried out, we have special uh coolers to slowly rehabilitate them nice uh, we don't we don't ever send damage but we are very good at rehabilitating a lot of guys don't know how to take care of their cigars nothing negative uh, sometimes people don't them because they are dried out right um you know it's just the reality thing so he you gotta imagine the dedication it is to do that to count every cigars accountability uh, designate the, the the value of each one of those cigars and now we have values meaning small medium and high we don't try to give them exact dollar amounts but when we do our fiscal reports uh we assign a dollar amount per those three categories and that's so if you ever read our 990s and you see this large number like a million dollars it's <laughs> that's not cash trust me that's the value of our assets meaning the cigars the coffee etc i got you um, i wish we were getting a million of dollars a year but you know we're running about Ten to twelve thousand dollars a month on expenses. And that's pretty much primary shipping and all the little shipping costs around that, and you know little third-party programs that just nickel and dime you. 
Uh, people always seem to want to know that question. Uh, we've had months where it's been down as 5,000. We've had months we've been higher. Something we're very proud of, by the way, which a lot of people don't know, is that there's an organization called GuideStar, which just merged with the other premier watch group for all nonprofits. So GuideStar.org and this other organization, I apologize, forgot the name of it, merged together. So the two, pretty much the top two premier watchdogs for nonprofits merged together. Um, and they have categories. To, you know, one, they're the ones that broke the news out about cigar, I mean, about, uh, excuse me, Wounded Warriors where, you know, only half a penny in 2016 of every dollar donated went to the troops. Wow. Um, so you don't want to be on the negative side of that organization. But to get on there is a positive side is pretty hard. And they have levels all the way from bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. Uh, we hit gold status, and we got an email saying that only 0.5% of nonprofits ever make it to gold. And you can lose your status as well. Well, congratulations on that. Even bigger news, we made platinum. We don't know the the stats of that is. But trust me, we had to give every bit of information you can imagine. Um, they had it. I had to get my underwear size and I had to confirm it twice. So, <laughs> well, uh, hats off for running a great organization. I know it's not just you, it's everybody involved. And I mean, to reach that level, platinum is an accomplishment in itself. And it really goes to show the amount of amazing work that you guys do for the troops. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this. We just were very, very excited about this in July. We hit the 1 million cigars shipped out to our troops. Oh, wow. No, I did not know that. So we were very excited. In fact, that we actually made one of us like a Willy Wonka golden ticket and put it in the box. No way. The, yeah, we uh, one of the guys donated, I think, a box of... Uh, I mean, um, Liga Bravada A, the, you know, the two big long oh, yeah. Liga Bravadas. And he donated a box of those. So that would be the one million cigar. And we we doubled up the number we normally did. We put some nice stuff. So whoever the gentleman was, and again, it wasn't designed by any means who it was going to be. It just, it was that person's time and that person got that box. That's awesome, and, man. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Tell, tell us, I mean, you've been in the field as a soldier, uh, even in wartime, and uh, what does it mean whenever you get the mail call and it's a box of cigars? Well, in those days, my uh, my, my uh, cigars wars was my wife, and now I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't the insane enthusiast as I am now, but they still meant a lot to us. And for me, it meant a little bit differently as a leader. It gave me a tool to use for my men's morale. Now, with saying that, I thought I was in a unique situation, but I wasn't. Kind of find out that it's almost normal what happens on a daily basis is that they, you know, they'll build these really cool shacks that are basically cigar lounges. And the rules is no rank, a lot of times no blouses, no hats. Meaning is you go in there and it's it's an open forum. You don't you don't worry about rank. And then, so you're, you got that two hours of downtime, you know, one, like one of the guys basically said, it's a first line of defense for PTSD. So it, you know, it simple saying, thank you, which is what we started. This was, it became so much more. And I wish I could tell you a lot of these letters and we have them all over the place. I just always feel like it's um, over the top if I tell you some of this, but you know, one of the letters I always thought was great was it was a mom and she started out saying, I despise all things tobacco. I think people smoking tobacco are idiots. It just went on and on about tobacco. But then she said, I, but I want to say thank you to Cigars for Warriors being such an organization because my son received her cigars and she went on and on what it meant to him. 
So for having this lady who just despised all things tobacco turn around and say thank you because what it meant to her son yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, that's and then, awesome. You know, another stat we really like, and I, at least I like, is that, you know, out of the eight years we've been doing this, we've had nine months of more female requests than males. Really? And I say this because you think about the number of females in combat versus males, then you think about we've had eight months or nine months more than male requests. That's saying some serious numbers. Absolutely. So a lot of people don't realize it's a both male and female number one request. Like I said, we have the empirical data to back that we did three year survey. We're not doing the Gallup polls where you only you only have a pool of five hundred people. We did three years, and wow. this was a different uh, social media communities off the website. Every guy did a request. It was a, it was a long one that Ben Edmondson did, and it was very very detailed. So we're very proud of that fact because I'm happily can say that out loud that it's a number one request that I'm not. Don't get me wrong. There's guys out there who don't smoke cigars at all. There's men and women who smoke cigars only in combat. Uh, but I can tell you this. When you do smoke a cigar there, you will remember every single one. I can tell you, like, so there's some of these cigars I had in certain situations in two, 2003 that to this day I may not really enjoy it on a normal basis. But I'll go back and smoke every one of those cigars because it meant something to me. So I don't know how, how else it, you know, amplified that feeling. It's just. It is really a touch of home. Jay Patterson at the Leaf. He's he's a real special owner of a shop. But anyway, we had a Vietnam vet come in, and he remembered a particular cigar that he smoked with his men, and they were uh, going to be getting together in a few weeks. And Jay searched the internet and found the only box of these cigars that he could find coming out of Korea and ordered that box and gave it to him as a gift so that when they had that reunion of soldiers, they would have those same cigars. It, it, it's it, yeah, you just can't. Imagine. I mean, but yeah, I, I mean, any, any good cigar smoker realizes that, you know, your mood actually affects the taste of that cigar. Absolutely. So when you're dealing with such a such, when you're dealing in an environment where you have such high emotions and and thought processes going on, that cigar takes on such a more significant value of just a thank you. And like I said, we didn't do this for any other reason when we started this, but say thank you. Um, I we are all very proud and and pleasantly surprised that it took on such a greater meaning the letters we've gotten are just some of them are you know even choked me up and i was gonna say tearjerker on you are they yeah and it's again it's it's something as simple as a cigar we never imagined to ever have any other effect besides us saying this is our way of saying thank you guys what well, you're doing for us well hey man it, we want to say thank you for taking the time to join us storm and thank you for your service and even more so thank you for what you're doing for the men and women who serve this country every day well it, it's because you guys that support us that makes it happen and i appreciate y'all support it means the world to us i uh, can't wait to you know maybe we should do, do an event one day i think that'd be a great time it's funny that you should say that because we haven't actually made the official announcement yet, but I guess this would be as good a time as any. We are actually planning a West Texas Cigar and Bourbon Fest in Big Spring, Texas in 2020, April 18th. And I was definitely going to reach out to you guys and make sure that we can have you guys as a part of that. Yeah, I don't, I think that's, I don't think I have anything committed April 18th. I usually, I, I'm pretty good first of the year. 
So that'd be great. Let's get that on the calendar and let's make it happen. Yeah, and I'm sure you know uh, Brent and Camilla down at the uh, Train Car Cigar Bar in Big Spring. Oh, yeah. They're going to be hosting, and so we're really uh, just starting to get that underway. Uh, I'm actually doing all the planning for that. So uh, just kind of a spur-of-the-moment announcement, we will be doing a West Texas Cigar and Bourbon Fest there in Big Spring, Texas in April. So you guys that are listening, make sure you put that on your calendar because we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of different cigar vendors, and uh, we'll definitely have Cigar for Warriors there as well. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'll be, you know, give me a holler anytime. We can visit that offline and love to talk more about it. We'll get our guys involved, help promote it as well. It sounds you know, great. It's all about, it's all about uh, I hate competition. I like, I like more of a community environment of help helping each other out and uh as we said our first priority always when we're dealing with our partners you being a partner is uh you guys come out a little bit ahead that we do and it's a win-win for all so absolutely and let's get some of our you know the best thing to do is meet one of our recipients It, it you know it revitalizes me i burn out all the time as you can imagine and uh every time i meet one of our, our recipients it just revitalizes me so hopefully we get a couple of our recipients down and, you know, they can tell you guys straight out, as you said, the horse's mouth, uh, what it means to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I've actually uh, been talking to, I don't know if you know him personally, but Vic Anderson out of San Angelo. Yeah, I know Vic very well. Well, he's uh, reached out to me and we've talked about getting you guys uh, involved for that event. So we're excited to be working with you guys and he's an asset for sure. And so uh, next time I'm up in Lubbock, uh, I'll reach out to you and we'll have to go have a cigar as well. Oh yeah, that sounds great, brother. All right, man. Well, hey, Storm, we appreciate you taking the time and everybody appreciates appreciates what you're doing for the warriors and if you need anything from us man feel free to reach out at any time thanks buddy y'all have a great evening or a great afternoon i'll talk to y'all soon all right thank you storm have a great day All right, guys, hope you enjoyed the interview with Storm. We sure appreciate him coming by and taking the time to visit with us. We love the work they're doing. I hope you guys will take time to support them. And also, while we're talking about support, let's jump on board with the FDA fight with Cigar Rights of America. Oh, if you yes. If you haven't signed up for them, go by. There's links on our website. It takes you over there. You can sign up. It's $25 for a year. They send you two premium cigars. And uh, I can't think of a better way to stand up for your rights. And did you see the this the fda has decided that they're going to start putting photographs on tobacco uh, packages with like people who have these uh birth defects have you ever seen that no dude it, it is horrible and you know what it's like to me that covers up the beauty of the art of the cigar box yeah, and, and you, it's those scare tactics again man you know I, I don't i don't know what to say about it i really don't yeah really that don't. that just passed this week oh, so on. i don't know all the details behind it but i know glenn loop from cigar rights of america uh-huh. posted it on linkedin yesterday uh-huh. and it showed like a cigarette pack mm-hmm. and it had a picture of you know like a kid that was born premature or something like that and but who's to say that that kid was born premature because of cigars well, tobacco well you know that's not my issue my issue is it has no place there and that's what i'm talking about you know you you, you're using a scare tactic tactic to draw people away from it but 
it's to me it's not effective it doesn't it doesn't get the message that you're trying to get really across. it pisses me off yeah because yeah i'm offended you know what hey you know what you know in a day and age when oh, people being offended should mean something because <laughs> i offend people all the time but now sure. i'm gonna say i'm raising my hand because i'm offended. You're offended take it away get it off you're yeah. offending me yeah. <laughs> treat me like you treat everybody yeah else. exactly I got, you. I got you it's the time of the show for this week's luxury cigar club giveaway yes sir and we are let's see let's hit the button Okay, guys, uh, we've got a winner okay. for the this week's Luxury Cigar Club. It is Tim Rickman. Tim Rickman. Congratulations, Tim. You're this week's winner of the Luxury Cigar Club box, and you'll go by their website, select the Platinum Club. Yes, sir. And then when you go to checkout, you just put in this code, and bam, it's free. We're going to send you the code so you can get that free box. And it's like going to be Christmas for you. <laughs> hey, so let's talk about what you have to do to actually be a winner on our show. That's all you have to do is go and register. It's just that easy. You go to www.cigartalkpodcast.com. Look for the link that says register. register. Mm-hmm. You click on the link. Bam, it pops open. And all you do is put in your first and last name and your email address, and you're done. That's and it. now you're entered in every single drawing that we have, not just you know for the week that you sign up, but every week. And uh, we've got some special things coming up. Now, I also wanted to let you guys know, uh, for those of you that are Patreon uh, members, we are going to have a drawing next week, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have a special gift for those guys. Because yes, those guys uh, are supporting us. Uh, and I just want to, you know, tell thank, tell them thank you for what they're doing. And so next week we're going to have a special drawing out of the Patreon group and they're going to get a pretty significant giveaway. <laughs> I'm not speaking. I'm not, it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it, uh-huh. but next week you guys that are in the Patreon group, you're not going to want to miss it oh, because no. oh, one no. of you guys are going to win a, I'll just say a badass collection of yes, cigars. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. anyway, <laughs> let's talk about McC- Caliph before we go uh you guys know that we are both ambassadors and you can also be an ambassador all you have to do is go by our website look at the link for this episode and right down below it you'll see a link for McAuliffe click on the link go by and register and they will send you your very own medallion Mm -hmm. uh it has your own number on it and then also they send you a handwritten certificate yes they do a ton of things for their ambassadors. If you join up on their Facebook private mm-hmm. club, uh, man, I'm in there all the time. It's it's a great community. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different cigar communities out there, but this one's kind of cool because it's not just a cigar smoking community. Nope. It's a McAuliffe community, yes, and you get to, and they interact with you right there in the community. Uh, you've got several of their official uh, manager guys, uh, reps. They all interact with us, and you can like. Like, tell them what you think about different cigars, events. And they listen. They, they listen. Yes. And uh, we just did a, a survey for them. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to do a survey. <laughs> i tell you what, the reason they give you these surveys is so that they can make your experience better. And I appreciate that from a cigar company. Yeah, you know what the, I mean? That means that you're listening to me. Exactly. I, I, I have a pur- – it's not that I have a purpose, but you – you listen. You understand that I am who you're you're trying to reach. And all you have to do is just listen to me because my thing is companies that don't pay attention, they lose out. 
they lose out. And McCalla pays attention to their to their their, their 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 people, their ambassadors, just fans. Well, you know, I think we've seen a lot of that with different cigar brands mm-hmm. that were some of the mainstays ten yep. years ago. Yep. You know what I mean? They're like, well, we're great, we're big, we just do whatever we want to do, and they'll like it. And look at them now. Right. You know, I'm not going to mention any specific cigar companies, (laughs) but there's some cigar companies that I just don't even look at their cigars anymore because they've lost me completely. Mm -hmm. We just want to say thank you to Macau for sponsoring the show. We're so blessed to have such a great company sponsoring us. And, you know, I know that people are like, oh, they're sponsors, so you're always going to talk good about them. That's not true. Uh, They are knockout of the park cigar company, but they're also good people and they care about their ambassadors. They they care about all of us, but they just offer so many opportunities for you to enjoy your cigar experience. So we're so thankful to have them. Hats off to those guys. Yes, sir. But anyway, guys, that's about it for the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next week, keep smoking.